bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash us slash switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Star Talk. Your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, an astrophysicist with the American Museum of Natural History, right here in New York City, where we record the show. Live in studio with me is the one, the only, Eugene Merman. Hello. Eugene. Funny guy, Eugene Merman. Very great to be back. Thanks for joining us on the Cosmic Queries portion of mm -hmm. Star Talk. And uh, today's topic is Eugene. UFOs. UFOs. It's ultra it's, funny objects. Right? Yes, flying, unidentified <laughs> flying O's. And so uh, let's get straight in. You've got questions called yeah. from the internet, from all of our social media presence. Yes. Uh, I haven't, I haven't called from your social media presence. <laughs> uh, so uh, Facebook and, and Twitter, Twitter and all MySpace, that. MySpace. Yeah, Bebo. MySpace. I don't think we have a MySpace presence. No, I hope you don't. So just ask. I have not seen the questions before. And no. So just but they were solicited and people participate and it's great uh, service to the fan base of the show. So bring it on. Okay. On Facebook, Steve Butler asks. Uh, do you know where, did he say where he's from? I love knowing where they're from. He didn't say where he's from, right. but I'm going to guess Detroit. I mean, Steve <laughs> Butler sounds Detroit. <laughs> Are there any reasons why a spacecraft would or could be shaped like a classic flying saucer in terms of physics or engineering? I, you know, who's to tell how good aliens are at designing right. their hardware. But I can tell you, anytime I saw flying saucers in movies start mm -hmm. spinning, yet the people in the flying saucer just look out of a window that has a constant facing direction. Yeah. I couldn't reconcile. Do you think they were in a gyroscope, but the inside was still? Yeah, but the, everything looked like it I'm was just trying to help rotating. Yeah. You know, plus there's some fundamental problems with a, an entire rotating ship. If you set it into rotation, something else has to be set rotating the opposite direction. It's a oh. little thing. You learn it in the second week of physics. Even if it was made on Kepler-22b? <laughs> Even, because these are laws that apply to the entire universe. And it's you learn it in second second week of physics 101 and it's the conservation of angular momentum so mm -hmm. you if you set something rotating one way something else has to be rotating the other way in order to counteract that fact so if for example if you send a spaceship if you go into space and you have one of these space station rotating wheels where you simulate mm -hmm. gravity if you got something rotating one way 
something else has to be rotating, rotating the other way. The other way to balance it. You start out with nothing rotating. Two things rotating in opposite direction mathematically equals zero rotation again. So you can you have to always sustain that fact. Mm-hmm. So for saucer to just spin up and start, I I don't see the point. It's the fact that the whole thing is spinning. That's what you're bummed As with. Because a propeller on an airplane, you're fine that that's just one part of it is spinning. But your problem is the whole saucer spins, and that's what a fool would build. <laughs> exactly. Those would be stupid. Aliens. aliens and and but if they managed to do that somehow it would be violating very well tested laws of physics but but you know also in their defense you've built very few spaceships that's true and clearly they have so no the it's way the to one s- flaw other than it probably wouldn't the work. way to say this is the laws of physics are quite commanding or rather quite descriptive of how because mm-hmm. the universe doesn't obey our laws the laws describe what we see right. and one of the deepest laws of physics we know is the conservation of angular momentum. Right. Once a system has a certain amount of momentum, it never changes within itself. Right. Unless something from outside of it touches it. So I, I, I don't buy it. Why spin at all? I think it's because – when did the Frisbee come out? <laughs> just it's probably that. around the same time. You're right. Probably people were like, that must be how it would work. It would be great if you always cut inside the spaceship and it was just aliens up against a wall throwing up. Yeah, like that. What's that, a ride? In Turkish the, twist. In the, in, the, in the amusement park. Yeah, yeah, where the floor falls out the fl- underneath. And, and, and I wrote about that in one of my books, I think, in Death by Black Hole. Mm-hmm. If you spun fast enough and you – so the, this centrifugal force is pushing you against yeah. the, the back walls. If you – got sick and had to throw up, the throw up would not leave your mouth. Would you die or would you... No, what you do is turn your head sideways. And, and throw then up it on the person <laughs> next to you. It can fly out to the side. It's why I only did that ride once as a kid and never again. <laughs> All right, well, what else you got? Next question from uh, Benjamin J. Rivera. Mm-hmm. Under current technology, could we develop a round dislike, disc-like flying object with the ability to hover and change direction like many UFOs have appeared to do? It's called a helicopter. Next question. <laughs> oh, my God. He is going to be so psyched when he hears about helicopters. Um, now, by the way, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, yeah. in his notebooks, drew an object that had a sort of a spiral rotating – it wasn't yeah. a, quite a propeller, more like a one of those um, – what do you call those lamp-looking things that spin Chandelier? in Asia? No, no. In, <laughs> in Asia, they have these sort of spinning uh, helical Heli- – Heliotrope? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> so he had one of these sort of spinning things. He did not know about the conservation of angular momentum. He just guessed it. It's why helicopters have that tail propeller. Oh, right. It, it turns out the forces of that counteract the tendency of the helicopter to want to spin in the opposite direction. So if you shoot out the tail, the yeah. tail propeller, you ever see in, in the yeah, movies, yeah. They, they start they fall they, down. They, but, and they would in real life. They, they not only fall, but they spiral their way yeah. down. All of a sudden, the body of the helicopter starts spinning the opposite direction yeah. of the propeller itself. That's all real. Oh. Even though it's a movie. Yeah. So actually, the answer to his question is sort of no. Like a <laughs> like a spinning disc won't randomly change direction, but a helicopter is, is <laughs> no, great. Yeah, sure, you can in principle do it, but you, the, the act of the disc spinning Isn't is not reason. what you would draw upon to change directions. Oh, you That's, know what? Did he even say spinning? I think a disc-like flying object. So would he? it could be a disc with jet engines on every ex- direction. Exactly. A and superconductor. The good thing about it, a circle is that you can, it doesn't have a preferred direction when moving through an atmosphere. So you can move in any direction if you were ha- if you had that shape. An airplane cannot just up and go sideways. Right, right. 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 Unless you punch it. 
<laughs> but here's a question about that. What if you is it possible to have a flying disc that somehow wor- works with the Earth's magnetic field that that some like uh, like a superconductor that would be able to do that? Earth's magnetic field is lame. First of all, so you'd but have second- so it'd be impossible. That's what no. the question is. Could you tap into this very sad lame field <laughs> that just makes compasses? We actually point? tried that in space. You, mm-hmm. you, there was a there was a tether that a lo- very long wire or conducting uh-huh. material, and in space where you're moving very fast in orbit around Earth, you're moving. 17,000 miles an hour. You drag this wire through the magnetic field, and we've known since the middle 1800s, Michael Faraday did this and demonstrated that you can induce a current. Mm -hmm. You can make electricity just by moving a wire through a current. And if you're moving anyway, you might as well drag something behind you that'll then produce the electricity you might need. So sure, the problem is, yeah, it's good for like moving around Earth, but once you go farther into space, you're not near Earth's magnetic field anymore. Wait, are you saying that the problem with my plan to create a disk that can travel around the magnetic field is that it can't leave Earth? Yes. <laughs> is that is that what's disappointing you? I yeah. can, you can have a flying maglev train, but you can't go into space, so it's not worth trying? When we come back, more cosmic queries from Star Talk. This is Neil deGrasse Tyson with Eugene Merman. We'll see you in a moment. Star Talk Radio. We're back. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson with the one and only Eugene Merman. Eugene. I follow you on Twitter, you know. I follow you on Twitter. Oh, that's... Uh, <laughs> and you are Eugene Merman on Twitter. I am, yes. at Eugene Merman. Yes, you keep me laughing there. That's good. And all hours of the night, too. I yes. Mean, you must not go to sleep, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> I and, rest in the afternoon. And you're still a voice on Bob's Big Boy. Bob's Burgers. Bob's, yeah, Bob's, Bob's, Bob's Big Boy. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm it's mixing. What am I mixing about, here? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. think is that like a... Bob's As, Burgers. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You might not be mixing up that much. <laughs> So good to hear you're you're out there, and we can share with you. Uh, yes. Share you with your fans can share you with us. We're, this is the Cosmic Queries edition of Star Talk, and the topic Eugene UFOs. UFOs. We Questions are talking about called, so, called from our, our Facebook page, which mm-hmm. is Star Talk Radio, and and online StarTalkRadio.net, and our mm-hmm. Twitter stream Star Talk Radio. So so give them to me. Yeah. What well, we were talking about. I just wanted to finish. So could you theoretically have some sort of flying disc that worked on, say, potentially the Earth's magnetic field, okay. even though it's a weak, so sad field. So picking up the question we left off yeah, yeah. on, yeah. So uh, just to back up on that, if you dragged a wire through a magnetic field, you'd get a, a current, mm-hmm. and, and then it's power. I do it have. all the time. Here's the problem. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Ah. So whatever fuel you're using to move your spaceship through the magnetic field, mm-hmm. whatever energy that is, that energy, some of that energy is going to go into mm-hmm. the... the um, Making food on the, the ship? The, the magnetic field on the wire will create a drag on the ship, and that drag is what produces the electricity. So you don't get a free lunch out of this. But this is if you have a wire. What if you had just had a floaty thing with uh, power inside it, nuclear, a nuclear-powered floaty magnet? Then you're not using Earth's magnetic field. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just meant to... Oh, I see. I meant to stay af- uh, aloft. Oh, no, no. You just, Oh, sorry. So you just need other... You bring your fuel. Sure, you can stay aloft. I mean, that's what... Like I said, that's what helicopters do. Oh, but... but uh, right. And remember the jetpacks? That doesn't yeah, use yeah. rotating blades. That's just a thrust yeah. coming down that lifts you up and makes you weigh nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 
that I like. Let me. And I uh, missed that. We should have had that by now, shouldn't we have? We do have that. I just don't think it's a good idea for <laughs> you and I to try it. <laughs> I've seen it on TV, and it seems dangerous. Yes, it's dangerous. But here's right. another question. This one's from Thomas Frauenflelker. I could have skipped the question because his last name was hard to read, but I didn't because I'm brave. All right. Um, do UFOs spin in order to create gravity? And if so, how fast would it have would it have to go to create it? So the answer is no. Well, what's interesting is UFOs that- are also not identified. So there's something really funny about being like this thing that we don't know what it is. Well, what they're what these these questions are great because they're trying to bring some understanding of physics to the UFOs that we show in the movies, right, right, right. or the ones claimed to be and, flying And the over ones places. really we're talking about from the 50s. From the, yeah, thank you. They're not, it's, they're it's not 19... just trying to define UFOs, specifically the ones from like 49 <laughs> to 61. Exactly. Yeah, the ones from the B-movie era where, yeah. now, in, in, what's the Spielberg one? Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah. The mothership wasn't rotating. No. That just... They were like, oh, this doesn't have to rotate. <laughs> right around like the 60s, right around the Beatles and Rolling Stones, somebody was like, there's no reason for these to be rotating no reason there's in fact reason not to show it do that and not only that uh in the first segment you commented that if you rotate you're wondering if you peeked in there whether all the martians or the aliens were pinned into the the edge of the 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 rotating circle you don't have to rotate all that fast to create uh, to simulate 1g gravity the speed of rotation of nearly all flying saucers portrayed that i've Mm -hmm. seen you can do the math and it's vastly greater than 1g of gravity it's totally unnecessary and 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 what do you doing i mean why maybe they're from jupiter so they're very strong even though really what two and a half times as strong as a regular person (laughs) they're from krypton (laughs) you know so uh yeah so perhaps they need a really high gravity but it's just uh i think it just looked cool when you had spinning lights and i think it was a visual effect i'm glad that now there's more accuracy (laughs) (laughs) the today's science fiction is like that's real that's likely okay this one is uh from robert (laughs) special uh in your opinion how come we don't know anyone with na- last names as complicated as the names you of people who write You have clearly a lot of, like, this is, there's a lot of people writing from, like, Norway, and they're just like, <laughs> I am wondering how okay. spaceships. Uh, in your opinion, why is there the common thread of flying saucer-style UFOs? How come that image is the stereotype that has endured? Yeah, I don't have a good answer for that. But as we said earlier in the, fr- in, in the first segment, a flying saucer can move in any direction uh, that is a if you want yeah. to say it mathematically accurately, a circularly symmetric object mm-hmm. does not have a preferred direction of motion within a medium such as an atmosphere, whereas planes do. Right. So if a flying saucer would go up, down, left, right, sideways. Basically, so it's the, it's an idea of creating the, something that's the most versatile. Versatile if you're going forward and back or left and right. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going sort of longitudinally. In, in fact, it's almost more realistic to have a giant floating sphere than a spinning disc. Uh Yes, because then you can go in any direction. That's yeah. the ultimate, because that's symmetric in every direction you would move. It's it's less spheres. It turns out are not aerodynamically sound. It turns out as air goes around the sphere, mm-hmm. it it becomes turbulent around back, and that turbulence creates a partial vacuum that puts a drag on the sphere. So this is why in uh, by the way, so by, should ships really be a rhombus? What's the ideal shape? <laughs> would you say for they should, a flying? They should be multi-directional. Like t- the cross sections of modern wings or wings ever from the since the beginning are, are teardropped. But but uh, but and that could go in any direction. That's the one catch that I'm saying. Uh, no, so something that would no obvious front uh, or, or no obvious any direction at all. Yeah, you uh, can't. You can't. You should have a direction. You're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like even in Star Trek, in all the Star-based movies. It's, it's more efficient to figure out a way to turn your ship around and then go in that direction than then to try to make it... Go in every direction. Plus, most of your journey is through empty space. I hope aliens come here just so you can criticize their ship one day <laughs> and go, like, you know, honestly, uh, you've made this all wrong. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're the ones who got here, right? Exactly. Sort of, and they'll be like, well, you still have a point. <laughs> no, so, so the point is, through space, it doesn't matter your shape. Right. In fact, when we launch spaceships to space probes to the planet. Mm -hmm. If you look at the ship on the launch pad, there's this, what we call the fairing. You get to the top of the ship and it's a little more bulbous at mm -hmm. the top. Inside that bulbous nose cone, if you call it that, is the... Do people call it the nose no, cone? It's, it's the fairing. It's called. Oh, okay. Inside the fairing is the f typically folded up rover or, mm -hmm. or, or mirror or whatever it is that you're launching. The instant this puppy gets high enough... In our atmosphere, so that atmospheric drag drops to near zero, they drop the fairing. And then? And then you, you have less weight. And now the engines are still pumping, mm -hmm. and now the same force of, in, of on your engine is pushing less weight. Yeah. Why bring the aerodynamic casing when there's no air? Oh, okay. So I see that's what why you're you saying. drop those off. You get yeah. rid of it and then you let it fall on Australia or whoever. And we launch uh, east, and so when do we let them? It drops in. It drops in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, Aquaman the, will be furious. Uh, the Atlantic it's, Ocean is the big toilet. NASA's NASA's toilet. Is that where there's a float, floating like plastic cloud of NASA waste? No, it's more. In fact, it's worse in in the Pacific Ocean because most of the things NASA launches did make it to orbit, mm -hmm. but when you deorbit something, we drop it in the Pacific. Yeah, yeah. And so the Pacific <laughs> on, is actually on, the, on Japan. Actually, no, no, actually, the great toilet bowl in the world is the Pacific Ocean. Oh. Now, it's like almost a third of the total uh, uh, circumference. No, no, it's total longitude of Earth is Pacific Ocean. Oh, really? So that's why you don't have to be accurate when you drop satellites out of the sky. Ah. You, just, you can hit. How often do it's they not hit hard land? To, hardly ever. Unless they come down without you wanting it to. And nowadays, right. we can tomahawk them out and blow them up. Oh, and then yeah. they burn up rather than come down in one piece. Right, right. We can shoot them down. We can shoot them down. China we're, showed We're us. in the future. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, here's another question. Uh -huh. uh, Ricardo Cruz asks, many UFOs have been reported as balls of light. Do you think that interplanetary alien spaceships could be built not from matter but from energy in order to reach the speed of light? Yeah. If you're a ball of light that means yeah. you can see it at a distance and that's wasting energy <laughs> i mean think about it you have an energy budget to move through space yeah and i can see you aglow yeah why are you beaming lights at me why not use that energy and drive the spacecraft so so it's not realistic to me if the aliens are budget conscious <laughs> maybe that's the we'll say they're not budget conscious <laughs> what would be well what's the reason for is it i think there's two questions one is is it possible and then the other is why why are these aliens so wasteful don't they want to save their planet yeah so here's the thing you might ask could you take matter turn it into energy move the energy at the speed of light yeah and then convert it back into matter again yeah, yeah. i that, mean i can that that <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, the problem is the moment you get converted into energy, mm -hmm. sort of the memory of who and what you are is lost. So you don't believe in a transporter. <laughs> or you believe that when someone is remade, they're just a pile of whatever ingredients they were? Yeah. Your ingredients are, you know, they have to be assembled in the way that be, that was you. Yeah, yeah. All right? And by the way- That's why they always are so nervous and they're moving those things up and down to really get it right. I think it's harder than any of us imagine because you're- I imagine it to be pretty hard. <laughs> I think that's I think not a fair assessment. Even harder because twins are fundamentally identical. Yeah. Yet the twins are nonetheless 
themselves. Right. They are not the same consciousness. Right, right. Right? So... They have different memories. Yeah. But it would be fun to make one twin disappear and then the other appear. I don't know. We'll work on it. When we come back, more of Cosmic Queries. Star Talk. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. We're back. Star Talk, the Cosmic Queries edition. Eugene Merman with me in studio. Eugene, always good to have you on the show. Great to be We're here. We're talking about UFOs. And, yes. And we ended up, you 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 didn't like my answer. No, what, no, I, I didn't mind. Well, uh, well, because your answer was you wouldn't travel, a ball of light wouldn't travel because that's a waste of energy. And why would they do that? Because these aliens have a budget. And I'm like, wait, wait, but there's two different things. Is it possible? I think I well, said it a little you? better than that. But all right. Well, you okay. are scientists, so you're more eloquent with those words. But I'm great at summarizing. So right. tell me. All right. So you can imagine, in principle, mm-hmm. taking matter, because presumably an alien would be made of matter, and yeah. converting it into energy, yeah. which then will allow you to propel that energy at the speed of light, because light only exists at the speed of light. Right. Then you get to your destination, you recollect that energy, and somehow yeah. reconstruct that from which it came. And the... Energy has forgotten what made it. That's my point. Right. All right. So if you convert protons, electrons, and neutrons into energy, you can re 
unconvert that energy into a different combination yeah. of these things if you have enough of it. You would leave like as a some sort of a spaceship shaped like a shoe and then when you redid it it would appear just like an avocado and you'd be like this is not what I came in. I'm Those are exactly the two examples I was thinking of. A shoe and an avocado. But you could see how you'd be very mad if you started as a shoe and you ended up an avocado. It would be interesting to if there was some kind of blueprint that it carried with it. Yeah. And you say assemble this energy in this way. Like mankind. But if you could do that Yes. Then you wouldn't have to beam the energy. Well, you here's could just the beam other... the blueprint, and then you have an energy reactor, and yes. then take that energy and reconstruct the person. That's how I plan to clone myself. And if that's the case, then you didn't have to convert the person to energy to begin with. No, just make a blueprint. You just make, you just send the blueprint and so, copy the person. So here's the then the last question: If a ship, so, wait, wait, so that was the problem with twins. Yeah. Twins are copies of one another, but they don't have the same thoughts. So so if I make a copy of you, mm-hmm. is it? still you or do I have to reprogram your brain to become you and then you have multiple you's and then do you have a common consciousness or do you just at that point split from yourself uh-huh. and become a completely different person different life experiences different memories different lovers all of the above that's yeah lots of different lovers yeah okay <laughs> um, wait so if you were a thing of pure energy you wouldn't necessarily be light you might just be pure energy so there's uh, no reason to go as far as light when you could just be a ship made of pure energy no there's energy that doesn't have any speed at all like, right like chemical Energy. A chemical potential energy. There's oh. no speed in that. Right, right. So you want to be li- a beam of light. So yeah, that you can that'd be the it. best way to travel. There's something called kinetic energy that an yeah. object has, that a physical object has. When have. you kick it. But that, but that energy is not itself going at the speed of light. It's attached right. to the object. Yeah, okay. okay, well, that's the next question. Next question. Evan Wilcom. And Two we don't know where these the people end. come from. And, I, I do, and it's all Norway. All right. <laughs> and Detroit. Those are the two. Uh, supposing life, sorry, supposing life developed on a planet lacking heavy metals, but rich in organic compounds, do you think it's possible for a UFO to be constructed from organic matter material rather than machinery or metal, a biological spacefaring object, BSFO? This sounds like a new ver- a variant on the Flintstones. This is, yeah, this is someone not- who loves like uh, uh like youth justice or whatever that show is and young justice Uh, on the Flintstones they had a modern culture but it had no metal because it was still it was a modern stone age family and they had solutions for everything stone wheels yeah stone wheels coffee maker yeah everything could you have a biological spaceship I don't see why not. Here's a problem. A spaceship has to be pretty hardy, particularly when entering atmos- the, earth, uh, yeah. the atmosphere of where you're going. To if- send whale song to the earth, <laughs> to the oceans. <laughs> if you <laughs> – I saw that movie. Yes. If you – Me too. <laughs> if, if you're going to use an atmosphere to slow down, for example, which is very efficient. Mm-hmm. If, otherwise, you can use your fuel, but then you just use fuel that you could have used to get to the next planet. Yeah. Then your material has to resist very high temperatures. Organic molecules are not resistant to high-energy baths, the kind of high-energy that physical metals are resistant to. You would have to fly in an already cooked steak, is what you're saying. Uh, No, because an already heavily cooked steak is carbon, right? Carbon, we're carbon-based life, so is a cow. (laughs) And so... (laughs) And so... (laughs) You're very literal. You're like, don't fly in a cow, it's foolish. And what color is carbon when it's not a diamond? It's uh, black. Black. And so when you cook food too long, all the bonds that are connecting to carbon break. Right. And you're left with something that is the color of... 
the ash? Yeah, it's black. It's black. just black. Yeah. When you, that's what it means to burn something. You've yeah, broken yeah. the bonds. So organic materials just are not... So you'd have to have an organic material that we don't really know about that might be as hard as diamond or something. Yes, but you don't need organics. You can uh, Stone is pretty hard, right? But that would burn up too, right? No, no. Oh, so you could fly around in a stone ship? Uh, I mean, you can come up with other materials that are not metals that right. could still serve your needs. On a planet that has no metals. On a planet that has no metals, right? Right. Is and that... by the way, the moon is an object that has very few metals. Uh, but the, enough to build a spaceship. The, the latest model for how the moon was formed was that there was a sideswipe of a Mars-sized object in the very early solar system when it was dangerous to hang out mm -hmm. because things were still forming and accreting material. And so here's this object sideswipes the Earth. Mm -hmm. And if you sideswipe us, we already dumped our iron into our core. That's right. where most of the iron in the Earth is. It's heavier than everything else. Yeah. And so, so if most of the iron is there, do you think it, there are dinosaurs there? <laughs> it's hollow. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so once you sideswipe the Earth, you're making another body out there mm -hmm. out of stuff that's already pre-filtered to not have metal. So the Moon is an interesting kind oh. of place. Such so, as so that. the Moon might be part of the Earth, or probably is. Probably was part of the Earth, part of Earth's crust. And 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 with all the stuff that was really delicious going into the middle of the Earth already. So already. When yeah. we come back, more of Star Talk, the Cosmic Queries edition. This is Star Talk, the Cosmic Queries edition. Eugene Merman with me in studio. The topic, Eugene. It is UFOs. UFOs, unidentified flying, flying objects. objects. Yeah. Which could be anything. Any, it's, except it's, apparently a steak. Right. It would be foolish for aliens to come in a steak. Um, so Joseph Devereaux asks. Devereaux. Just like yeah. get into the name. I know. Devereaux. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Sorry. I, I didn't want to sound too flirty. Um, assume a UFO was approaching Earth and posing a threat towards the future of mankind. What sort of information would we be able to obtain about this UFO from Earth? And how would we collect this information? Information can be sized shape, density, chemical makeup, general physical properties. I think if a UFO comes here and wants to destroy us, we we can hide, but uh, it's not it doesn't bode well. That's an interesting sort of sociological question. Yeah. But yet I think the answer is obvious. Mm -hmm. If they can travel the huge gaps of interstellar space. Right. Because clearly we can't, because lately, what have we been doing? Just driving around the block. Yeah. Right? That's all the space shuttle did. And now we don't even do that. Yeah. The, the, Their all... aliens are probably watching us from from far away laughing. Laughing. It, laughing. At our space program. The, uh, Putting it in quotes, in air quotes around our space program and giggling. <laughs> wondering when we'll finally rise to the challenge. I just picture that an alien doing, like, air quotes yeah, around. space program. Yeah, the human's space program. <laughs> Dancing around. <laughs> Well, you know that dude who jumped out of the balloon with the uh, no, but it sounds like a bad idea. No, no, the guy with the with the Red Bull. Uh, thing. Oh Remember yeah, that guy? yeah. Okay, yeah, who jumped from space in a yeah yeah, yeah the he had a mar helmet. the marketing said he jumped from space, but I yeah. did the math on that. And you get a, like a schoolroom globe and ask yeah. how high was he above a schoolroom globe? It was Ooh. a sixteenth of an inch. So the human definition of space is really lame. And yeah. you're right. Aliens would totally poke fun at this. So once they saw we just driving around the block, and they decided they wanted to destroy humankind. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. There's no if they if they manage to get there's it, a chance that if they can't. Well, no, I guess they they if we they, have infrared, they do too. The, yeah, thank yeah. you. If they 
gap the depths of space to get here and they're hostile. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, That's the end. Right. The end. That's probably why we haven't captured aliens, right? You know how there's all the theories of how there's uh, Area 51 stuff? It's very unlikely because if they could get here, there's no way they can't land. Plus, if they crashed, I'm not interested in those aliens anyway. Give me the ones who know how to fly. (laughs) But the aliens that could get here from far away and then what they can't do is just land. (laughs) They just can't land. It's like, excuse me? Yeah. Like, what's up with that? That's very unlikely. So if they're there, it seems to me the best information we'd be able to glean from it is if we can see it, its shape, uh, what its aerodynamic form is, if it th- if there's any aerodynamics going on in it at all, presumably there is because it's within our atmosphere and moving around. So aerodynamics mm-hmm. matters. But they would surely know this if they came yeah. here to destroy us. And what we could do, they might want to enslave us, but not what, eat us. What we do is get all of our telescopes out and monitor it in the entire breadth of the um, electromagnetic spectrum. So we think of. Spectrum is just rainbows and, and light. That's just visible light. Yeah, yeah. There's the butterflies. They have 19 senses of light or something. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, you, so other insects do this. So we're just some narrow portion of a huge range. Yeah. And so there's ultraviolet and X-rays and gamma rays and radio waves. And yeah, yeah. We we exploit each one of these in their alone for different reasons. We have microwave ovens, infrared lamps, radio communication, this sort of thing. All of these things are used to make us sexier. All of these are one continuum of light. Mm -hmm. Some visible, some not. And if it's communicating, we may presume that it's using some form of electromagnetic, of the electromagnetic spectrum. So we'd whip out all of our detectors to see which which of these is it lit up in, because then it'd be trying to communicate. And is it radio waves? Is it whatever? Mm-hmm. And so it's probably not using gamma rays because they don't move through the atmosphere efficiently. They get blocked. Radio waves, we know, moves through air unhindered. That's why you, you know you can receive radio transmissions, even microwave transmissions indoors. Right. Right. That's how. You, it's why you. It's why your cell phone can work in places even though you're enclosed without yeah. a sight line to the tower. So I, what I would do if I would confronting this and we knew we were all going to die so we might as well do some fun science experiments on it it's that's just what you would uh, totally so you so you'd come out and just measure whether it's emanating in any of, in any of these bands of light beyond that uh, there's not much else we can measure at a distance we might check to see if it's emanating neutrinos that's mm-hmm. a particle a very elusive yeah, tachyon part- particles something but from three different eras um, electromagnetic radiation that's how we glean essentially yeah. all the information Nearly all the information we have about the universe comes to us somewhere along this electromagnetic spectrum. So we'd be bringing out our primitive detectors to see if they're trying to talk to us or ask us to take us to it's yeah asking us to take them to our leader. Uh, I like that uh, if the world was going to be destroyed, you would in last moments try to learn one more thing. <laughs> That's what it I is to that. be a scientist. I love it. This is Star Talk Radio, the Cosmic Queries Edition. When we come back, the lightning round. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. 
The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, Fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast paced world, Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. We're back on Star Talk, the Cosmic Queries edition. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson here. I'm an astrophysicist, and I'm with Eugene Merman. Eugene, thank you, Eugene. <laughs> I did remember your name. No, I know. Uh, I, Eugene, this is your first time being part of the the last segment yeah. of Cosmic Queries, where it's the lightning, lightning round. Because I, I always spend too much luxurious time answering all the other questions. We have a backlog behind, and we got to get. We'll just blow. Let's through do it. it. Let's just answer. I'm going to go in soundbite mode. Nice um, sound bit mode. Are you ready? I'm prepared for sound bit mode, and, and I will ask only the briefest follow up questions. Let us test the bell. We are ready. It okay, works. Eugene, shoot. John Randall asks: Is it possible that UFOs are actually time traveling tourists from the future? From a future Earth, this could explain why so many have witnessed UFO phenomena, yet contact is rarely, if ever, made. Yes. Next. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, it's possible that few, they could travel back in time, that someone from the past, future is coming here to the past. Yeah, I, however, if it's, you're traveling through time, generally, if you really were really good at it, you wouldn't need a spaceship because you're traveling through time rather than space. Right. But, and if you travel back through time, you have to watch out because if you want to travel to yesterday yeah. and here in that seat, yeah. Earth was in a different place in its orbit. So you don't want to – a lot of people probably fall in the Pacific because it's so big is what you're <laughs> well, saying. You'll be All floating right. in space. Yeah, but Yes, you do have to care about where you land in You'd space. You'd materialize in a hallway or <laughs> in the middle of a wall. Or in the middle of a wall, a cement yeah. pier. Go. What if other civilizations exist in dimensions that we can't perceive with existing technology? Could we be visited by UFOs and not even know it? Yes, Great. Okay. <laughs> that's a good thing about parallel other dimensions. Yeah. It's like a, a flat surface yeah. that's two dimensions. If you put an ant on that surface, yeah. and if you say, okay, you're a prisoner of this sheet of paper, yeah. you could hover over it and look at it and poke it, and it would have it would no, have no You could concept. give it whiskey, and it would be like, I don't even get what's happening. I don't know where it came in, because you're coming at it from a, th a higher third right. dimension. You come at us at a higher fourth spatial dimension yeah. or a fifth dimension. So there dimension. might be eight-dimensional beings watching us right now laughing at this game. Laughing at we being prisoners of our three-dimensional cubes. Yeah, and a little bit of time. Okay, go. Um, what if others... Oh, that is the one. Okay. I have had a thought for many years now. Is it possible, possible, that what we call UFOs are actually natural creatures who live in the atmosphere, critters with a different evolution in DNA, but Earth creatures nonetheless? Possible? I'm going to say... Highly unlikely. Yeah, I'm even going to go, no. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, we look at how much of the airspace is sliced each day by aviation. There's yeah. thousands of planes going back and forth. You'd think we would have run into them every now and then, yeah. or pilots would have 
have a really good view of them or people would have photographed them out the side window. Uh, we have evident, we have good enough apps, Evidence of absence. What and if this person doesn't know about birds? How impressed would they be <laughs> if they find out about birds? And they're like, no, Neil, there's birds. That's awesome. Next. What technology would you expect to find on an alien ship? Uh, I, <laughs> what would you expect? Like a thermos? I would love to explore new materials. Uh-huh. Maybe they went higher up on the periodic table of elements than we have. Oh, there are really? elements yet to be discovered. Mm-hmm. Every element we've discovered has awesome different properties from every other element. Right. Americium, for example, named after America, very high up there. That's What's it do? That's one of the- um, one What of the would most, happen if you put it in your soup? You would- uh, It's radioactive. Die and if you ate deadly, it. But a tiny amount goes in smoke detectors, and it's what enables modern smoke detectors. Oh, really? And we would have had no concept of that without the existence of the element. I just, so I'd be, I'd be p- feeling all the stuff on the ship and see if it had some new kind of uh, material properties that we have that our material science engineering has yet to discover right next I just realized based on what you said don't eat smoke detectors they're a little radioactive <laughs> yes exactly oh one other thing yeah. if uh, maybe they're using matter antimatter drives mm-hmm. I want to know how they contain their antimatter I uh, want to know what piece of luggage they use do to we have carry access it. to antimatter no, we make, right it, all now? The, we, we make, make it all the time. all the time you just can't carry it around do we put that in soup <laughs> Because what your vessel would annihilate with it. I mean, you're, right. you're, unless you're, you traveled in, traveled in an antimatter ship, right? But then the antimatter meets your atmosphere, and then it annihilates. It's it's really tough. But they, we make it all the time. What do we do with all the antimatter we make? It annihilates pretty quickly with matter in its vessel in in, in the, the particle place we accelerator. Make it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Next. great. Is it legal to shoot one down? I, I'm assuming a UFO. All right. So there are no laws against shooting an alien from another planet. Mm-hmm. All of our laws are human to human laws. Uh, there's there's a space law frontier yeah. that is trying to think about the laws of that next frontier. Right. And so there there are things like if the alien is more intelligent than you, it's a crime. If it's not, if they're not, then they're just food, you know, for you. Oh, I see. Right? But That's- what if they're just dopey? <laughs> <laughs> but the the truth is, most likely, if you shot uh, at an alien or an a, a UFO, you'd probably be just shooting at a plane or a cloud or probably that's right, like shooting the deer and it's yeah. someone on their front doorstep. So I would say, don't shoot guns in the sky. Right. Let's just so, say that to our listeners. <laughs> that's responsible. So I, I would say that the 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 UFO, if you, uh, I would say it would be. Uh, if you have the the opportunity to interact with a UFO, don't shoot at it. Next. <laughs> Even though we're pretty sure they would have hostile intentions, unless they're super advanced. All right. Uh, so then, oh, One more. Real quick. Real quick. We've got 30 is seconds. Is there any type of planned response to intercepting any type of alien aircraft, uh, craft, or object that has the outward appearance of manufacture by intelligent life? Uh, is, no. Is there a plan? No. <laughs> No. You've been listening to Star Talk Radio, the Cosmic Queries editions on UFOs. Eugene, thanks for being with me Great once be again. Here. Star Talk is brought to you in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. As always, I bid you to keep looking up. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. 
Remax is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.